guys welcome back to your only young once podcast with jessica uh brandon's not here today but i have a special guest paradise paris hi guys um yes we're here um if you don't know paris is very like popular on social media and twitter to be exact and i just want to have her here to share her opinion on a couple of topics and she's gonna introduce herself hi guys i'm paradise paris um a lot of people know me from having a controversial perspective to a lot of different things um i am on twitter extremely active underscore paradise paris one um sometimes people see me on spiritual world hollywood unlocked the shade room um on it's on site also too you can find me on tiktok paradise paris as well as ig paradise paris um, and you can find me on YouTube at Just Landing in Paris. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah, I like your YouTube. I love that name. Thank it's you. It's so cute. But yeah, um, so a little bit about me and Paris, how we met. We're from the same city, Lake yes, Village. Are. You remember we used to be on Chilling Pink together? We did. We cheered. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have fun. Okay. I, I did too. I did too. I just messing with you. I, I like sharing. I miss it. But I ain't gonna lie though. Like, um, it would just be so easy for me because you know I would catch y'all with the dances before we was before we. So just older than me, but it ain't like she ain't older than me. A year, but no, we, two years. Two. I think it's two. You graduated nine, ten, oh, ten, mm -hmm. two years. Okay, so. When we would like have tryouts and stuff like that, we knew we was gonna make it. But before <laughs> I got on the uh, high school squad, mm -hmm. I would be able to help with the high school squad because I was just getting them eight counts, girl. I used to get them eight counts, so I'm yes. uncoordinated. <laughs> it could take me like three months to get, you know. But once I had it, I had it. So I yeah. loved it. it I was did so too. That was a good experience. It was, especially when we went to Mississippi State. Oh, that was so fun. I wish we would have did your camp more than once. Like, we only went once. We only went once. That was fun. That was so fun. Even though we was waking up at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's hard to see work, though. It like, because I know at the beginning we were like into it and then towards the end. I feel like we weren't working together. Like, you know, when we was on that bus, that shit was fucking terrible. Oh, wow. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. But she went off on us. Miss Tony went off on us because everybody had, I forgot my socks. Some people had forgot their ribbon. And that's one thing I loved about Miss Tony. Coordination, she wasn't playing it. Mm -hmm. All the girls with the like, she wasn't discriminating. It didn't matter. I love that. Like, that definitely like yeah. teamwork. If you didn't get along, guess who was your stunt partner? The person you didn't get along with. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that in oh, years. We used to really just keep stuff under wraps. Don't let nobody, don't let no teacher come and tell her that her her, her girls oh, yeah. got into it or, oh Ooh, God. Yeah. See, I was a good student, so I ain't, I ain't know about it. Yeah, but. I used to mind my business. Yeah, and then it was just you and Danielle, like you, Danielle, and um, Nakia. Yeah. Nakia was one of my favorite stunt people. She was. Yep. Hmm. I learned a lot of shares from Kia. Yeah. Nakia, so did you get? I'm, I'm about to go off on social. Like, <laughs> she just got married. It was yeah, so I saw funny. that. It was I, I told her congratulations, but it was like a general consensus. It wasn't, a, um, you know, like I got an invite or nothing like that. But <laughs> yeah. no, not, not in the bad way. Like, shout out to yeah, because I love black love. Shout, I love beautiful. black love, but you know, going, growing older, people growing different mm -hmm. directions and stuff like that. Because you've been out here for years, for years. Three? 
we moved out here around the same time and we've seen each other a couple times and it, yeah. it, it you know life just push you in different directions and there's another thing i know this kind of probably off the topic but i hate when people like i don't want to move to this area because you're going to see people from back at home i don't see nobody i, <laughs> I literally have seen i seen somebody at a target where i used to live at mm -hmm. and then i think brandon has seen a couple people but we have been here almost four years so yeah, and, and this would make it worse. She married to my cousin, <laughs> so she and I just found out like I thought they were play cousins, but then she's like, "No, let me break it down to you. <laughs> we real cousins." <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. cool though. So I don't, I don't, um, actually, um, I got a few cousins out here mm -hmm. that I ain't seen, and it's crazy because oh, just family, yeah. um, um, was it Christmas Eve or something like that around that time? It could have been New Year's. I just found out me and another one of my cousins work for the same company. She I M me and she was like, hey, cuz. I'm like, oh my God. Did hey, they, they ask you that question? Does any of your family remember? I didn't know. Yeah, I know. Actually, I work for the same company with two of my cousins mm. that live out here. So But shoot, you don't fool them, so I mean you no, don't know not fool yeah, them, yeah. but you don't know, so you just don't know. No, nah, but I mean we don't care the same name. It's not nepotism. They didn't put me on. I went in internally, so it was it was straight. Um, mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of people out here. I do more so running into people on accident when I'm out of events. I'll go support friends and stuff like that. I got a lot of college colleagues out mm -hmm. here. I don't know if you've seen a few of our college colleagues are out here now. Mm -hmm. They um, me and Jessica went to the same college oh, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a few of our college colleagues out here, it's they a come lot out of here that they promote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I run into people from Pine Bluff. Mm -hmm, more more than from hometown yeah so that's cool but yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's catch it up okay like oh okay but yeah so Paris mm -hmm. <laughs> I need your opinion okay that's Paris. how is dating scene going for you are you in a relationship mm. I'm fresh out of a breakup for real? Yes, I am. Are you saying? Not. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I did not know this. Not really. Like, he was actually supposed to come to my birthday dinner. Okay. But he ended up working late. But it. I'm not sad. You I kept that on the wraps. Like, you. Because private. I'm very private. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I have a huge social media following. So. This is me. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. It's my brand. It has absolutely nothing to do with him. Okay. And as you notice, like, you know, you're you're on my Facebook. You're on my Instagram. You're on my Snapchat. Well, you, you don't right. have Snapchat, but mm -hmm. you don't see me post about my family much. I never post my parents. I never post my brothers. I never post my sister. I never post my cousins. I never post my nieces and nephews mm -hmm. because the way that my social media runs, it's important for me to protect everybody around me yeah and so you know if i have somebody reach out and they'll want something promoted or if it's a birthday or something like that i post it but i'm very specific mm -hmm. and pretentious about where i post and how i post because i don't want them facing a certain type of backlash or ridicule yeah confidentiality privacy agreements you don't know what you're getting on the internet mm -mm. so that's what he he has a um you know a job and he has his own life and yeah. he's not a even though he has social media he's not a big social media person and that's not his thing and so 
only not only that, it's not his page. You're yeah. not here to see him. You're here to see me. Like <laughs> let him know. You're not here to see him. You're here to see me, baby. So I never am big on that. Mm -hmm. Um and it's just not like for me to have the public like, oh my gosh, you need to know the inside of my life. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't need to know nothing about me. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like, would you, could you say what happened? It was a mutual understanding. It was, it was just. It, it um, to be fair, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, that is something that I, I choose to not disclose. Okay. Um, him and I are fine. Mm -hmm. We are uh, on amicable terms. Okay. But it was just not something that the public should know. Okay, that's good. That's yeah, fine. So that is definitely I, I, fine. I, I, you know, that's the best way that I can put I'm it. I'm married. I don't like people in my business either. Um, yeah, and then to, um, aside from the fact that that's how I choose to just handle it, I honestly think like when you go your separate ways with people, yes, it's your business to tell, but mm -hmm. it's also their business. Exactly. And you should be very considerate about how you put their business out there. I still respect him. I still have a very fond um, nature of him. He's still, like, he's not a bad man. I'm not mm -hmm. bitter about it. I'm like, oh, I hate niggas. Like, no. <laughs> and then also, since y'all relationship was so private, you don't need to share it to the world. Like, it's a difference, like, when I see somebody pregnant mm -hmm. or they're in a relationship and they're always posting it, when that you want to be when you have that baby, that's, that's our, our baby. baby. That's my <laughs> e niece, my e nephew, our baby. <laughs> and then you know, I do have um, certain people that I have built a relationship with over social media, mm -hmm. and so I sent baby gifts to certain people. Oh, that's nice. I ain't got that. One of my favorite followers. Um, I've been following her for years. When she had her second child, mm -hmm. I helped her pick out the name for her. And I, I love my social media family. So um, one of my good friends is out in California. Me and her talk all mm -hmm. the time. I remember when she was, you know, having just her son. Now she's married with just her daughter. I sent baby gifts. And I get to see the little pictures and the little mm -hmm. videos of my little internet niece and her running around with her shades on. Looking Not just like her daddy, yes. Because she's walking out. She's a little panty baby. So, a <laughs> pandemic baby. Ah, uh, no. A pandemic <laughs> that, That's what they are. These pandemic babies, they, but they she's different. full of personality. I oh, love it. Different. I love having... Um, a, a network of people from the internet that I, you know, network with and mm -hmm. I extend the grace and courtesy out too because the good thing about that is now when I go to certain cities That's why I was about to ask you, how you been traveling? How you met anybody in person? Yes, 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 because these are like my buddies now, like we friends you, we friends, <laughs> we cool Um, I I don't like to say people's name because it's not yeah. about them, but mm -hmm. one of my good friends, uh, she came out to Dallas. She flew out. Mm -hmm. Me and her met. She's from Miami. I'm going back to Miami for my birthday. We're going to link for my birthday. Um, another one of my good friends, like every time I go out to different cities, mm -hmm. it's just so um, great to be a certain type of person because you get to put yourself in a position to where people respect you. Mm -hmm. I don't I, it's rare that when I go places, I be having to pay for hotels because people are like, no, girl, you come stay. And I be like, okay, well, when you come to Dallas, you know what time it is. I got a two-bedroom. We're going to link. You come stay. You, you know, nice. we, And so I definitely enjoyed that part of it. It's kind of like, to me, 
how you explain it, it seems like kind of like college because people come from all over. Mm-hmm. You get new friends, and it's like, oh, I got a friend in Cali, I got a friend in New York. I got, mm-hmm. It's the same thing, it's just over the internet. Yep, and then I still got like a lot of people from school that I keep in contact with. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends now, um, me and her went to school together at ASMSA, Arkansas School of Mathematics, Science, and uh-huh. Arts. And uh, she lives out of Houston. And um, with her living out of Houston, she's a realtor now. Um, another one of my good friends, actually two of them, talk to them all the time. They live out of Houston. So I definitely have like an extension you of people do. in different places. Um, tons of people in Chicago aside from family in Chicago. Mm-hmm. A couple people in New York. A um, couple people in Miami for sure. Okay. In that area, Jacksonville. I talked to a couple of them. Actually, when I go down there, this April, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine from social media, me and him are going to do a community event. Oh, it's going to be good. So you do, come on, volunteer. No. Absolutely, yes. We give back, baby. I'm all for black community building. That's who I am. Yes, yes, yes most absolutely. Yeah. So it, it has its perks, but you got to have your heart in the right place. You got to be intentional about the relationship. Respect people's privacy. That. Just because they're your internet friend don't mean you know them for real. Mm-mm. So, um, that's one thing that I have learned, but it's been, uh, the good with the bad overall, I emphasize on the good, the people around me that want to help boost my brand and, you know, push it further or who check in on me because mm-hmm. a lot of my internet people, they check in on me when they figured out I was single again. So I appreciate that. Did <laughs> they check on you? Check on you to be like, Hey, are you okay? Oh, what's good? It was both. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I didn't. I don't have no ill feelings about the situation, mm-hmm. so it was like you know I'm I'm straight. Like, but is that weird? Like, cause I'm I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan of you, and I'm a fan of other people. And it's like, is it weird when somebody you don't know be like, hey, are you okay? No, I don't take it personal now because I get the attention. Mm-hmm. You no, know? so I I can't say what's weird for me is a lot of people address me by my first name like they know me. But, well, I know you, so I'm going to call you serious. Yeah, like, but Cause you... Because your name is in the paradise. Right, but more times often than not, most people wouldn't just refer to me as Paris. Mm-hmm. They would just, oh, paradise, paradise, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not... People be like, that's Paris. <laughs> like, that's Paris. That's Paris. I'd be like... So you feel like, uh, young Miami, Carisha? Yes. <laughs> I do, like... You don't know me like that. But... It's cool though, you know, like I'm taking it one day at a time. Like I realize like it's not about what the people pull out of you, it's how you're controlling the narrative. Yeah. So it's fine. Um now where I am not at, I've had it happen a few times, but I haven't been in um public and just random people running up to me like, Oh my god, you're the girl from Twitter, like, or you the girl from IG, you're the girl from TikTok, you're the girl from YouTube. It's gonna happen this week. I hope not. <laughs> no, if we get to that point, listen, I already don't got much of a social life. I'm really going to stay in the house then. Girl, like, well, from social media, it seems like you be kicking it. It depends because social media is a fallacy. I know. You don't. You don't put everything out there. Yeah. You don't put a lot of people be lying. I don't be lying. I be doing stuff in real time. So I got. Well, I, don't, I, I post apps. I don't do stuff in real time. Yeah, to a degree, yeah. me too. Like, I stopped posting with geotags. I don't know if you paid attention to that. I don't post with geotags oh, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
um, it's not safe for me. I had to think about what a geotag was. Yeah, I don't post with geotags. Mm -hmm. But I do have friends that are heavy on the scene in Dallas. Um, mm -hmm. Bria, Noel, you know, um, DeAndre is extension of Kiki and stuff like that. Naki, um, um, Dez, and um, it's, it's a slew of people out here that mm -hmm. I will go. I will go support their events. Sean, Sean is one of my real good friends, and we both from Arkansas, stuff like that. And they're promoters. Um, when um, a lot of them come out here and stuff like that, or they already have their area, what they do, set mm -hmm. up and stuff like that, I extend myself because I want you to feel like I'm supporting you. I mm -hmm. want to be, you know, involved in what you're doing in the same way that you back me. Whether it's sharing a post or showing up to and an then, Oh, wait. I was, I was like, when you said share a post, it's like people... Act like it's so hard to just click, click, share. Click, click, share. It's not. It's not, but I mean, everybody's not going to be into everything that you're into, so. That's um. true, but I, I also look at it from a different perspective. Like, okay, am I sharing a post to help you get exposure, or is this promo? Because I don't do free work. <laughs> if it's promo, if it's a brand, if it's mm -hmm. a product. So you're, and you're at, that, you're at that point. Yeah, I actually do got something lined up. I haven't. Um, uh oh. I mean, it's in the way. Exclusive? It is. Little drop? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'll just drop it here. I am coming up out with some t-shirts. Okay. And I'll leave it here. Okay. I ain't going to tell you what they say. <laughs> uh, little copyright situation. <laughs> Got a little paperwork behind you, girl. But okay. Yes. Come on, paperwork. Yeah, I, I do have an LLC. Have that business together. I love it. I have an LLC. And shout out to um, my, my aunt Karen, uh, which is oh, actually yeah. Brandon's aunt oh, because yeah. she is a professional tax advisor and baby, that's who do my business, Texas. Yes. Shout out to Karen. Shout out. What's up? Want to shout out her business? Um, the tax lady. The tax lady. The official tax lady. You can actually go find her on YouTube. Your, your tax lady. Okay. Uh, she's running specials now. And actually, yeah, you can go find her on... TikTok, TikTok, not YouTube, TikTok, your text, your favorite text lady. I look like that because I'm like, I ain't got no TikTok. I'm just Apple Loop. <laughs> and she's big on TikTok. She give, she does a lot of live. She give a lot of away, a lot of free information. She actually now is um, running a thing where she's helping people get small business grants for like 50K. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'll be sure to link it down below. Not alone. Grant. Grant. You don't have to pay it back. A grant. Of up to 50k so yeah your favorite tax lady TikTok. go find her on tiktok okay. okay so since you said you know you went viral for a lot of your things what was like okay your first moment going viral how was it were you on the shade room yes okay i was on everything <laughs> i was on world star <laughs> not world star yes. i was i was everywhere like everywhere people was tagging left and right oh i think i know what it was can i can I tell you what I think it is? What? Was it the Instagram? Okay. And that's so crazy because everybody be thinking like, that's her first time going viral. No, baby. That's okay. I'm finding me. It was, everybody was talking about it because I... Now, you know I can't say that was my surreal viral, okay. viral moment because... I was all over Facebook, <laughs> left and right. I was like, everywhere. Up, left and right. It was crazy. I was on a lot of media sites. 
I'm like, Alice is saying she's just doing her thing. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it's on my YouTube. If you want to story, mm -hmm. know the story about it, we're not going to recap it here. Mm -hmm. If you want to know the story, go follow me on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment. Um, just landed in Paris. But my first surreal vir viral moment was uh, a text message. Okay. And it was a guy. He DM'd me on Instagram. He was actually in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he was in jail. How did it work? Okay, come on. Um, I may have it in my phone. I don't remember. But long story short, he decided that he wanted to inbox me like, on some, he was trying to get to know me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They love getting to know people when they locked up. But here's the kicker. I was a correction officer at the time. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> I was a correction officer. I did not know that about you. I didn't know that. Well, you know, I keep my life real private. Yeah. But I was a correction officer at the time. So um, the way that I was responding back to him, a lot of the people were like, she's acting like a She's being so rude to mm -hmm. him. She's being so like I was. Re I'm real cut and dry. I'm a very yeah. blunt person anyway. So, um, reading it, it looked like I wasn't interested. It looked like I was. It, that's how I was. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he turned around and he was like, uh, "Yeah, I like to get to know you, but um, at the moment I'm locked up." And the way he said it, it was like he was, you know, finna come home to get <laughs> like home at the work moment. or something. Like he was finna get out work or something. That, yeah, so. Phone went crazy. Um, like I said, it went bananas. And it was a surreal moment because that was the first time like I realized like you gotta deal with people who see things from your perspective mm -hmm. and you gotta deal with people who don't. Yeah. And ever since then it's just been constant, constant. Like two weeks after that, uh, I went viral again about Tyga and Kylie Jenner. What'd you say about them? Um he put out his song Macarena and he, he was like doing the mask. <clears throat> and um it was I think it was off of it could be say cheese. Um or it was it was another mm -hmm. media outlet. They and I I just quoted the tweet and I was like, you know, ever since him and Kylie Jenner separated, you've heard nothing about his financial status, you've heard nothing about him negative in the media. Mm -hmm. And it just went from there. I've been on TMZ a couple times too. So how was how was that? I seen you on there. Like how how would they did they just pick you? You have to sign up. Yeah, they pick me. Oh, this is up. Yeah, they D or me. Oh, okay. Did you feel did you feel like it was real and you're like, hold on. Who is it? Oh, I would have checked them out because I wasn't gonna. Yeah, I was like, no, somebody okay. pulling my leg. But no, I've been on TMZ like three or four times. Mm -hmm. I actually got the contact information. Okay, I, I just rode the bus in LA and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just basic. But no, um, it's pretty cool though. You know, shout out to TMZ. You mm -hmm. know, um, um, the filming is live. It's okay. a real thing, and it's pretty dope. You know, I I won't go into too many specifics, yeah. but it's a pretty dope experience, and I appreciate it because um, any type of positive exposure, I'm all about that. Now I can say I got that phone call from home, and it was like, "Why are you telling people you from Dallas? You not from Dallas?" Because you like, don't want people to know where you at, where you from. I don't. Well, I don't even live in Dallas, <laughs> but every time I talk about. <laughs> I don't even live in Dallas. I'm like, look at me. I'm like, no, you don't. I don't live in Dallas. And I'll be like, 
I'm from Dallas, but um, Damn, I, 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 I was like, I, I had to explain to them. I yeah. was like, it was my auntie. My auntie called my mama. Yeah, tell that girl she ain't had no business lying to them people. And I'm like, I didn't lie. They told me to list my name, my age, and my location. I'm not there. So it's just, that part. Yeah, I'm not See, there. That's, that's the thing people won't understand. They have to. Just have, that's something you have to learn. You know, you have to deal with family not knowing. Yes, you have to deal with family not knowing. Now, I can say, overall, my family has been extremely supportive. For real? More than what I knew. Because I feel like my mom would be like, girl, what, what did you just say? Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But I think, too, because my family knows my personality. Mm -hmm. They know how I am. They kind of like overlook me Whatever, um the most surreal thing here lately was back in december the kids found out <laughs> my kids uh my cousin's kids mm -hmm. uh i don't want to say the name but yeah. um basically the older a couple of the older kids and the younger kids they found they found out i was actually like um a internet sensation mm -hmm. that's been different because that's something that we all have tried to control. Yeah. I don't want, and I've been vocal about all of my cousins' kids. I don't want them on my socials because I do speak about certain things. And if you can't, mm -hmm. if you don't approve of it, you don't want them, mm -hmm. then that's fine. I won't add them. Anytime I see them so get on my socials, I do ask their parents. I ask their parents, <laughs> hey, is it okay if I add wow. such and such? You know, I won't have no problem with that because stay out of grown folks' business. And I, you're not my child, so I have to mm -hmm. respect their privacy. So when you talk about kids, are you talking about 18 and below? Or... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, my older kid, that's cool. But, um, yeah, if you want already on my socials, you're not getting on my socials. My little cousins, they're not getting on my socials. But a um, couple of them did find me on TikTok. I was on the For You page. And they was like, Mama, you see Paris? And I was like, oh, God. And they was texting me like, I see you on TikTok. You got all them followers. I was like, okay. So How many followers do you have? 35K. Oh, okay. What about Twitter? Twitter is new. So my last Twitter, um, it tapped at, my first Twitter tapped at 13K. Okay. My second Twitter tapped it right at 10K. I've been on this Twitter for right at two weeks. It's not quite two weeks, but it's already at 2,500. Okay, Twitter seems like it's more. It's harder to get followers. Not for me. Not for you. The, 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 well, I'm just saying, I, like in four days, my followers. But I got a consistent basis, yeah. like so. I've been suspended off Twitter a couple times. But Why, how do you prevent that? You can't because well, I mean, not even wrong. You can't. It's not necessarily that you can't, but they guidelines and Street. yeah, it's it, it's not the same no more. I do get I did get back on because that's my family. Like I like my Twitter cousins, I like my Twitter people, and I can say what I want to say to a degree. But yeah, too. Twitter privacy guidelines and stuff like that then it got real restricted. A lot of my heavy mutuals who got like mad followers, a lot like one of my mutuals out of Houston, she had seventy five k. They snatched her shit. And I was pissed because I'm like, she ain't deserve it. Like, she really be chilling. And sometimes she'll go weeks without even being on. So, do you think it's, it has something to do with people reporting y'all pages? I know for me, my very first page, it was mass reporting. Mm. And people just, mm. you know, so my first page, I had right at 2,000 people blocked. 
you're not gonna come over here on my page talking to me crazy. I don't play that. It's my page. What's wrong with you? So <laughs> if they can get in, you know, they make, you know, yeah. other pages and stuff like that. If they can get in, if they don't like what you say, you're talking to somebody else or whatever the case may be. You know, we got our little tricks and crannies mm. and stuff like that. We go around, but you play too much on Twitter, they will get you out of there. I know um, my last page, it was unintentional on my being. I just had the word bite, but Twitter snatched it. Bite? It was Twitter. Bite. Like, B-I-T? Bite. Twitter snatched it. It wasn't nobody reporting me. It was Twitter. It was like, no, See, you, you can't do that. And Twitter snatched the whole page. Crazy thing that happened was one of my other mutuals, she did the same thing. Same word. Bite. And Twitter snatched her whole page. Yeah, I just use Twitter to complain when my products ain't right, so they can oh, yeah. come to me. But yeah, that's the same thing that was happening to a person I follow on Instagram. He, um, his content is a little raw, and he, you might know him, Funky, uh, Funky Daniva. No, love Funky. That's well, I've been following him since college. But yeah, he his Instagram kept getting suspended because of how he talks. I've been following Funky Daniva for some years now and I'm actually probably 2011 yeah, it's, it's been early and I'm actually happy to see that he is getting a lot more media exposure than I'm just so his, his yeah cause he's he, more than a mess but I can say this from my personal perspective of a lot of people that I follow on social media Funky mm -hmm. Daniva not biased whether they like he like you or not he gonna give it to you all real uncut that's why I respect him. I used to be on his page for hours. Mm. But yeah, I love it. I love it. So let's get your little funky on then. Let's get your, your opinion about some of this stuff. Okay. So me and my friend's husband and all that stuff. I, I haven't been in the dating scene in forever. And just looking on social media, it looks like it's crazy. Like, oh, my oh God. my gosh. Like insane. How would you rate the dating scene right now? Trash. It ain't no rate. It. I want to give you a z it was so bad I want to give you a zero but since I can't I'm going to give you a one Tyra Banks <laughs> I, man it's hard now because everybody got an individualistic mindset right like it's what can you do for me what can you do for me what can you what, do for me like, but, okay I understand in a relationship that we're going to do something for each other but at the same time, if I'm at a freshman, in, I'm just using an example. If I'm a freshman in college, you a freshman in college, how can I buy you a Birkin? Like, that's how I, that's what I get. I know that's not the exact scenario, but that's what I that's get. That's what's going on. Because I know for me, in my relationship, we didn't start off buku like, where we at now. People have unrealistic expectations, but then, you know, to a degree, too, me and you say marriage. Me and you say stable relationship. To a degree. Cause I'm trying to think I'm like, I, I, I'm like to a degree because even like even if it wasn't like well, you know, for me it was directly in the yeah, household. It was a household for you. But everybody oh, yeah. else around us, like we the way we grew up in church and stuff like that, mm -hmm. we watched what divorce does firsthand. Yeah. We've seen it. It's been in my house, so I know. Yeah, we've so. seen what divorce does firsthand. Um, not only that, from other people around us, you know, it's mm -hmm. like when um we had a certain predominant um couple in our community that split up it oh, shocked yeah. everybody it affected everybody nobody expected it especially when they extended their love and compassion out to kids in the community mm -hmm. so me and you saw what the power of a two people build building was like 
um, it was nothing for us to go places and, you know, our parents are being introduced and immediately they're asking about the other parent because they're your shadow and stuff like that. So I, I don't, I don't see relationships like other people. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. It really does. Like, even though my parents went together, mm -hmm. it was still her, my last name, which is my father's last name. I always stuck like even when we were in middle school, and high would school go they would just still call her because the they, kids I call her that Miss Bailey. Yep, and it's like well, but hey, it is what it is. And then too, you still had a relationship with your dad. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they amicably uh, allowed you to coexist mm -hmm. with both of them. And then your mom went on to get married again. Mm -hmm. So it was like we saw it in a different sense. Like we we've seen. Um, families break apart and then they extend to other families that are still around us in our Mecca and we see the bridging of the gap with the uh, blended families the same yeah. as we see a lot of neutral families so we saw it um, whether we knew the ins and outs of the backside of it when it that got part. ugly everybody was affected so yeah it, yeah Ooh, most definitely for sure even in our friendship groups mm -hmm. we've seen it so so yeah but like I just, I don't know. I just don't, I feel like people just want to start at the end without starting at the beginning mm -hmm. when it comes to relationship. And the, my biggest problem for me that I've seen on the internet, which I don't have this problem personally in my household, but it, it makes me mad because it's like, if y'all would just sit down and, and sit, yeah, yeah, and talk it out and see what works for your relationship. It can work. Instead of going to the internet saying, hey, y'all. If he if he give me a cup of Kool Aid, make a cup of Kool Aid, and he don't bring it to me, should I break up with him? Exactly. No, like the the uh, splitting the splitting of the bills. <laughs> you been waiting on this, ain't you? I just had this conversation on Twitter. We told the house down. I, so, it was me okay. by myself. I'm a fifty fifty woman against all of these hmm. traditional women who are really modern. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by a traditional woman? You want a man to do traditional things for you. You uphold him to a traditional mm -hmm. standard, but you yourself are not a traditional woman. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. But I can't. You still want to be still out here doing your stuff, but you want him to be at the house bringing in the bacon. Mm -hmm. And um, I can say, and for me, it's not necessarily of being 50 50 traditional. I actually don't subscribe to the notion of 50 50. Mm -hmm. I don't believe any relationship is 50 50. I honestly believe that there will be some things that you do better. There will be some things that your partner does better. And you guys should utilize those resources to help y'all get to y'all end goal together. So, unfortunately, some people will be better at cooking. If it means mm -hmm. that y'all are saving money, you probably need to go cook, you know? <laughs> y'all gonna eat. You know, some people will be better at child rearing. Some people, it will, you know, I put it to you like this. If... I'm still going to work and it takes me to work 55 hours mm -hmm. to bring in an extra $300, but it only takes him to work 38 hours to bring in the same amount of money. I don't want to have to go pick up overtime. Ooh, you said something right there. Do what's best for you in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Utilize each other as the resource. That's where you use a person. You don't use them to say, well, I got all of this over here. You need to come and add to it. That's not how that works. It's not. And I've been I've been through that. Like, for me, 
when we were back at home, mm-hmm. my husband was bringing in. Well, we were, in, we were just dating him, but he was bringing in the bacon. Like, mm-hmm. he's always been... A hard worker. Yeah, a hard worker. And I he was, pulled me over one time and told me my Tesla inspired on the highway. I was like... What did he say when he got up there? It was shocking to me. Cause was, it, was it sheriff or was it state trooper? He was state trooper. Okay. And I was... I was annoyed because I was headed somewhere and then I I seen him following up close behind him. I'm like, I'm going to get pulled over. But me being who I am and the way I drive, I wasn't shocked. I was more so irritated because I was yeah. like, bro, I'm tired of paying tickets. So, and, you know, Arkansas, they say troopers in certain areas, you don't get a ticket. So, uh, he pulled up behind me, he threw them lights on and I'm, I'm already getting the driver's license registration out. I see him coming up behind me. I didn't know who he was. You said that was a night day. It was day. I didn't know who he was at the time. But he, I had 10 on my windows like normal because I had a, um, it, it's not important what type of car I had, but it was 10 and I had like 5% 10. So I rolled down the windows and I was like, oh, this is my cousin. <laughs> he was like, hey, cuz. I was like, hey. He was like, Some of them have a very passive aggressive manner of just being 
of rejecting you. Rejection comes in many forms. It's not a, oh my gosh, dead in your face, I don't like you all the time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes some of these women feel like, oh, he didn't do this for me because he's he had a single mom and he's childhood trauma. No, no, no. I, I don't know too many men who feel good about not being a provider. Even men I don't know personally. Mm-hmm. I've had these conversations with a multitude of men. Mm-hmm. I don't know too many men who feel really good about not being able to provide, not being able to take care of themselves and want to pay for your meals and want to pay take on random dates. I have a I have more so heard men say, "Hey, I can do this for you." Mm-hmm. However, I'm also going to need you to contribute. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leech I don't want somebody who's blood sucking me dry and I'm putting out more money mm-hmm. than I'm actually retaining. Okay. And the thing is, women fall in the beauty industry, black women specifically, we're the reason why the black dollar only stay in the community six hours. Mm-hmm. We fund the beauty industry. And with that being said, we don't manage money the same way men do. Men retain funds better than us. Look it up. <laughs> so <laughs> I get where they're coming from. Sometimes when we having these nuanced conversations, it's mm-hmm. because you're dealing with somebody you're not equally yoked with. And what do you mean by equally yoked? What is your opinion on that? You like, guys don't have the same end goal. Okay. I, I can go into a real... Because I mean, I always, I, equally yoked, I always hear people say you're not equally yoked, but what are you meaning by that? Are you saying... Because people... Um, we heard it from a spiritual term. Yeah, from a spiritual term. But people be thinking like finances... That's all, all they talk about. That's all they talk about. But it's way more that go yes, into relationships. Like, because if me and my husband go broke today, I have to actually, I like him mm-hmm. in real life. <laughs> but I actually have to like him. But I that's can't, what I was going to say. I can't like, depend on that's that. What, that's what. Because things can come and go. That's what was different for my, you know, previous relationship. Mm-hmm. He, I remember we were laying in bed one day and I was saying something and he was like, Mm-mm. that's why I don't mind having you around because I like you. And I've never really heard a man tell me that mm. that has been dealing with me long term. I've never really heard those words. I like you. Mm. And so that's where a lot of people are not at. They're looking at nuanced things. And I was having a conversation with one of my Twitter mutuals yesterday. And me and him were talking about the fact that when we first encountered each other, it was because he was saying how he wouldn't date a woman who worked at McDonald's. And I was like, well, why not? You know? And he was like, because I want somebody to have the same ambition as me. I want somebody to have the same goals. And I'm like, well, are you accepting her as she is? Or are you just trying to make her what you want her to be? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when we hear McDonald's, we hear a negative connotation. We tend to think McDonald's is volunteer. It's not. McDonald's has actually... when you say McDonald's, I'm thinking about when I was in college and I was working at Taco Bell. Or when I worked at churches that summer between freshman and sophomore year of college. So... But when we went to McDonald's, at our hometown McDonald's, there were two women there. Mm-hmm. One white skin, one dark skin. I don't know if you remember one mm-hmm. of your classmates. Her oh. mom worked at McDonald's. She was a manager. Make she made good money. money. <laughs> so uh, we got this negative connotation about McDonald's. It's like the poster child for not a good enough job. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, when you're first dating someone, you're first meeting someone, if where they're at in their career is good enough for them. They're sustaining a household. They're driving a vehicle. They're managing their money well. They are doing something. Who are you to tell them before you actually get involved with them that their job is not good enough for you? 
You're not. Because, I mean, that doesn't define... A job does not define the person. Like, Absolutely. That's just a moment in time, maybe. And who are you, who you, you... Once again, if you just randomly meet somebody, this is before the day, you know, you talk and try to Cause get if you to know them. What does that say about you as a person for you to try to undermine them and say, you don't know their goals? They haven't told you their goals. You don't know if this is a one-stop shop. And then we get too caught up in the um, uncontrollable variables versus the controllable variables a job is something i can control mm -hmm. now it's one thing to have me at a job and you see that i'm not really trying to leave the job mm -hmm. it's another thing to have me at a job and i'm telling you yeah this is what i'm doing to get to where i'm at where i'm trying to go in or i do like my job i'm just trying to work up to another level we don't have these questions and conversation. Mm -hmm. Most times people are judging people straight off the gate and saying, I can't date you because you work at the clerk as a clerk at AutoZone. That has nothing to do with you. If I can afford to take you on a date, if I'm managing my household, are you trying to get to know me or are you trying to get to know my wallet? Uh, a lot of people are trying to get to know people's wallets. I know. Because like, when I'm talking to my friends that are single, that's what I feel like. Mm -hmm. I feel it's more like... um. What can he do for me? Or even a man, what can she do mm -hmm. for me? And it's like, why are we looking for what a person can do for you? What can you do you for yourself? You treat people like they're tangible. People yes. are tangible. People are resourceful. And I think the worst thing that we ever got to do in the black community was be psychologically embedded that we don't need people. That's the worst thing that we did. When people start saying, oh, I don't need no friend. I don't need nobody. I don't need no man. Yes, you do. It takes community in all things. You do need people. That's a very bad mentality to have. You may not us have it. You may not need them in a traditional sense as far as like marriage. Everybody don't want to get married. You can have a partner, mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily have to get married. But I, yeah, like you said, everybody needs somebody. Or uh, let's just take relationship and intimacy out. Mm -hmm. I need a friend. Yeah. I need my family. Mm -hmm. I may not get along with them. I might not talk to them every day. But I need them because guess what? Something's going to come up where, oh, this person works in this field. Thank God I got an aunt who is a beautician. I got an aunt who is a uh, administrative um, assistant, a doctor's administrative assistant. When I need paperwork done, my um, insurance and stuff like that, I call her. Mm -hmm. My best friend is a nurse. So before I go make a medical bill, I'm sitting there running down symptoms. <laughs> hey, you think I should go to the doctor? Mm -hmm. And this is where I say we need people. My mom is a seamstress. So, you know, um, a lot of times when I'm at events and stuff like that, like when we cheer, we all had the identical mm -hmm. stuff. I had my name on my bloomers. Yeah. So in areas like that, like that's what I mean. Like we need people. You utilizing your resources and not just for what they can do for you. Also for the knowledge that they have, you know, um, a lot of the women that I grew up around and a lot of the women in my close friend circle now are either in relationships or married. Mm -hmm. So... They have helped me walk through different dynamics of relationships perspectives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, taking me out the equation or the fact that with my ex, I was going to just, I had a situation with my car keys mm -hmm. and I was going to um, just run it to the dealership and run up a bill. He was like, no, go to the parts store. I said, yeah. oh, okay. You know, people know things and people have additional knowledge that they can teach you around them. And it's how you utilizing the people around you. You don't treat people like they're disposable because mm -hmm. they're not, you know, people are still human. Oh, girl, that's my mama. God. <laughs> that's my mama. Girl. That's your kids.
Your yes. child. I mean, your child. It's my daughter. She stole my face. Oh, so funny. But yeah, like I like how you just explained it because people don't think about things like that. People mm-hmm. are like, I'm just gonna be alone, I'm gonna be da 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 da. And it's like, no, I've never heard a person who says, I, I want to die old and alone. I've never heard it. <laughs> I've never heard it. If you were one of them people, DM me. We can talk about it. You probably need a little therapy. But I've never heard a person who said, I want to grow old with just me and my dog. I want to grow old with no children, with just like, even though I'm not too fond or too keen of. The idea of having children, if it happens, we yeah, gonna kick it to overdrive. Like, you know so, what to do. So, how do you feel about that? Like, kids? I know I seen you. I seen the post that you put up. I'm in between, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in between because the older you get, the more comfortable you get. And the older you get, the more you realize, like, how serious children are. Yeah. But I have a birthing plan. A birthing? You said a birthing plan? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it okay so i have it set like the type of way that i want things to go like top to bottom as far as i do want a natural birth i want to have a doula okay um i do want uh also to so now open up a doula no okay yeah i do want to breastfeed um i do want to have you know not necessarily, the doctor don't necessarily matter as far as like black doctor stuff like that. But um, I do want to have things set up into place where I I, my, I want my pregnancy plan. And so okay. that's kind of what the birthing plan does. It tables around it like um, that whole time period. So for me, I grew up in a two-parent household. I do emphasize my children mm-hmm. having that. Yeah. And if I can't do it, with a man who can provide a stable environment for me, mm-hmm. I I'm a firm believer in uh, a man shows you the the way that he's going to treat you as far as parenting. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't create the environment for you, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's hard for a man to love children coming from a woman he didn't love. So. That's where I'm at with that. That's uh, a lot. That was a lot. That What you just said was a lot. Yeah, it's hard for them to love children coming from a woman that they didn't love. And this, honestly, this, this if we question. carry, you're the more inclined parent anyhow because you're attached to that child. You feel that bond. If it's coming out of you, he don't have no mental or emotional attachment to you. It was just intimate. It was just sexual. It's going to be hard for him to build that bond. A lot of women think, Oh, he should just kick in the overdrive and become a parent because he knew we were having sex. It's deeper than that, ma'am. So, do you think that's why it's so... That's so... What you just said to me, that, that makes sense why it's so easy for a man to just be like, whatever. Like, people are like, well, why... When you know you're older, you get older. Why weren't you around? Basically, because I just had sex with your mom and I really don't have any bonds with you. A lot of men are passive-aggressive. That's and true. so, I, I'm going to be honest, like, I what... what Pees me off. I'm trying not to curse, but what irritates me with them is instead of them actually like going through the motions, understanding that, yeah, I chose this woman. Mm-hmm. I put myself in a situation being accountable. Like mm-hmm. I I help cause what happened here. Mm-hmm. They'll choose their peace of mind over their child. And it, it bothers me because it's like she don't get that option, mm-hmm. you know, and you made it to where she didn't get that option. But on the other end, I have an issue with women feeling like it's necessary for a parent to have to fight for that child. Oh, he should have to fight harder. Why is he having to fight for his child? What is wrong with you? 
you made it with him. It's not your baby by yourself. That child has two parents. Two. <clears throat> but what I'm finding is a lot of times these men are okay with let them, letting the women have their, their narrative. Mm -hmm. What I'm finding is a lot of these men are not actually uh, speaking up and telling their side of the story. Yeah. And it's easier for them to just walk away and allow the child to have their own discernment. But in turn, what happens is the child gets bitter and they get resentful, especially when you see them pack up and go and create a, another family. Oh, ooh, yes. And, and it's unfair, you know, mm -hmm. because in the end, the only person that loses out is the child. Yeah. When you get comfortable not talking to a person for five years, when you get comfortable <laughs> not seeing a person for five years, people think it's just so easy to pick up and go back and get in touch with them. And then, too, we found, we, we're finding a lot of women are, are stipulating how these children can be raised. Like, if I'm the parent, too, how are you going to tell me how to rear? And that's another thing as to why I'm so disciplined with my sexual energy and mm -hmm. not trying to have children because I know how I was raised. And so I want to implement some of those things. But yeah. I also have to be open to how he was raised and the parenting he want to implement. Most women are not like that no more. Mm -hmm. They want to tell the child everything. They're creating a divisiveness in between the child and the dad. And then some of these women will say, oh, well, I tried. I, I let him. I, you cannot let him do nothing. He's a parent. You know, like he's, and that's the dynamic. It's like, yeah, child leaving your house, you paying for everything and stuff like that. But the mentality behind it and the behaviors, like I said, they're psychologically embedded. And because it's been a trend passed down of baby mama, baby daddy. Well, I wish we could we take that take that baby mama and baby daddy out of our community. Can we take those words Ooh, out? It's nasty. It's, it's like it's, people wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, it's it's very nasty. I don't subscribe to that. Like, mm -mm. not just the not just the. Ooh, and then it it really it it just shows the level of disrespect. People are okay with each other. Like they just too comfortable with that because instead of seeing each other as family, they're seeing each other as just another part. You know, personal mm -hmm. like a stranger. Oh, you family. Like you may not like it, but to a degree, if it's a child involved, all three of y'all are responsible for each other until one of the people die. Yeah. And don't nobody want to accept it. Yeah. But that's family. A lot of people don't have family mentality. They don't. Because it's all about me, 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 me. What I want at the moment. Yeah. Me, 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 me. And if, like you said, if I'm not, if you're not doing exactly what I want you to do. It's a problem. I need to snatch the baby from you or the child away from you because you're not doing And then get manipulated to too. Especially with their money. You know, but... A lot of this confusion comes in because people are not trying to co-parent. They're worried about their emotions. They're worried about their own feelings and what their principalities are and how they prioritize. It it's, was it's, never about you. It's so crazy to me when you hear about like people actually co-parent. People are like, what? How? how? And this shouldn't be like that. It should be celebrated. It should be yes. practiced more. Yes. It's like, it's more, it's just, it's sad as a norm that it's better to be separated than to... Yep. Because if you know you don't want that person, I know I don't want you, I don't want you don't want me, and it's all about the kids, they, it should be easy. And honestly, a lot of these people don't realize they get messed over by the government when they do that. Like it's more important for you to keep a toxic relationship going with a homegirl. It's more important for you to keep a toxic relationship going with a family member. But 
you you operate in that toxicity. But when it comes to your child, you'll do everything for them and still make it work with their other parent. And you're not realizing like now you being you basically passing down your poverty. A lot of these children are born at the hands of their parents' own financial, you know, back debt. And mm -hmm. it's it's messed up. Um then, you know, having all your resources in one house saves you more money. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody has this way that they're doing things differently. Who's to say that a child being able to go to bed with both parents? Nobody said y'all got to go sleep in the same room together. Mm -hmm. Get it done. You know, nobody said that y'all have to sleep together. You can buy a two-story house. You can buy a townhouse. You on one side, me on another. But our children or our child is waking up to both of us. Um, you know, nobody is doing it that way. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is... Or even them. like next door. like Literally. But you still losing out. Yeah. Because... You're not gonna get married. You don't have no no. You don't have no real reason to um, buy property next door because if you're not in the house with a child, there are things that will go missing. Mm -hmm. And instead of you trying to take resources and spend gas money buying additional clothes, these are more clothes than necessary, and you having to go way across town or to another city just for a weekend or just for a summer or you know stuff like that. Get a house. Split the house. I don't know how people can do this here. I mean, they have pool houses and stuff like that. They own the same property. But what if I'm like, I'm I'm just saying, I'm an actress. Or my career. My career is taking me to California. You live in New York. Your career is in New York. Mine's in California. What are we going to do? Okay. Well, that would be somebody... That, that's, that's something totally different, right? Because... Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about a small percentage of people. 13% of the population is rich. I'm rich. Now these are people that, that don't, they don't mesh up with the average everyday mm -hmm. lifestyle of a person. Okay. That's unrealistic. But what if like it was a one night stand? I'm, I live in Florida. This person lives. Now you're sexually irresponsible. Now you're stupid. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Like, I'm just asking scenarios. I want different. These situations happen. <laughs> yeah. But. You're stupid because you sat here and you'd have made a conscious decision to have irresponsible sex with a person you don't know. And these situations happen. They happen all the time. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, these children saying. are being born into a situation of a sneaky link of a, you know, a situationship. We've been knowing each other mm -hmm. or it's been an on and off toxic relationship. We've been dealing with each other. It's it, Those are instances that happen. But we're not going to act like they're common. You know, like, they're they not that common. Mm -hmm. um, but for the every average day Joe, like, I find people saying, I can do my relationship how I want it. But, yeah, you're not doing family how you want it. Mm -hmm. And that's what, like, you losing. Because now you got child support in the plate, a custody agreement. The court is telling you how you can deal with your relationship with your child. And then that's not factoring into um, unforeseen circumstances, family emergencies. That don't factor. Mm -hmm. um, then on top of that, you got you living on one side of town, them living on the other. Y'all paying rent in two different places. Money short. You paying two different car notes. You paying two different insurers. You paying two different phone bills. You buy multiple clothes. That's a lot of money. It is. 
But you try to tell me you would rather do it that way, the hard way, trying to play catch up with a person you were sleeping with. You weren't having to play catch up when it was a late night. I don't get that. So to me, it's like, if that were my situation, that's why I say I personally, that's mm. just me. I can put my personal feelings aside. Okay, you dating. Make sure that when that person comes into the house, on your side of the house, our children are asleep. Mm. It's cool because you still have to have a life. Nobody said that you couldn't date. Nobody said that you could Or, you know, it, it's a family dynamic. Like, they don't have a problem with... There are different family dynamics that are happening now. Like, we're seeing the LGBTQ. Mm. You're seeing lesbians have a, a family unit. You're mm. seeing gay men have a family unit. You're seeing... I, I actually have a friend where uh, he's a gay man, but he has a baby with a gay woman. Okay. And they're co-parenting. And so it's like for these straight parents, yeah, you still dating and stuff like that. But my main thing is, it's like you're not utilizing your resources. You're being outsmarted. And you also creating a, a rocky foundation for your child. You're not showing them what it looks like for their parents to work together. You're just going on with your life like it's about you. You're not the main character no more. Ooh, wee. That part, that part, that part. And that's part. for me and that woman. You are not the main character when you have a child. It's what's in the best interest of the child. So if that means, hey, we need to get a four-bedroom house. And we need to have living quarters downstairs and living quarters upstairs. Mm -hmm. Or we need to have a section of the house. I've seen this couple on TikTok. They're blended. They created, they like in New York or something. Mm -hmm. Blended family. So you need a blended family a house in New York together. They're married though. And yeah. guess what? The wife has her, they have like eight kids together. The wife has her children on one side. All of them in a the room, comfortable together. The um, kitchen, dining, everything. The husband has his children on one side. Because they want to raise their children differently. They don't have children together. But then everybody is in one house. I feel some type of way about that just because how it works for them though. It works for them. It works for them. And that's what I'm saying. Like everybody's saying that they gotta do relationships a certain way. I tell women all the time, don't let a man keep you around five or six years without talking marriage or going into it because you lost out. Mm -hmm. Relationships are beneficial for me and marriage is beneficial for women. And when you sit there and you put all that time into it and you're like, man, we broke up. One day it was over. Mm -hmm. He stopped being a part of my everyday life. Okay, well, now you got to go back to the drawing board and you got to start from scratch. You got to find another man that feels like it's worth putting energy into you mm -hmm. and the desirability goes down as women as we get older, unfortunately. Yeah. So when you put it into perspective of that, like in that five years... If he was to get in an accident and die, he's not his wife. His family get to choose what's happening with mm -hmm. all them belongings. You to sit in that house with you to pay all them bills. You to contribute. They that's not your place. Yeah, it is messed up. It is. It really is. People don't find the benefit of marriage, or they'll they'll be like, "Oh, getting them out of a marriage is terrible." Okay, great. But what about the fact that you can literally? Buy a house next to him or buy another house, stay legally separated, do your taxes together and still get a tax write-off. If you know you're not together, why are you tell the government you're not together? <laughs> like, I don't understand that. It just, it makes no sense to me because overall, you see a lot of times married couples do get back together. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, for him to go and buy an apartment instead of you running him dry, putting him 60K in debt with a divorce or, you know, for her to try to get alimony and she having to budget a different way, taking away that second additional income. Mm -hmm. You can do it, but you still want all the benefits of it. Yeah. So I just see it differently. And I think people yeah, should do. learn to just kind of be more adaptative mm -hmm. to it because everybody's like, oh, that's not how it's supposed to look. But, you know, I, I, I even tell my friends, you ain't never wanted to, you ain't never talked about your life and said, oh, I wanted five baby daddies, but you will end up with two or three of That ain't never what you said. <laughs> you ain't never said that. So what makes you think? <laughs> What makes you think you couldn't get along with an ex that you cool with if they live on one side of a house and another side and you still splitting bills and sharing? Like, you still making life easier for you. Mm -hmm. Two incomes is better than one. It definitely is. Definitely is. Ooh. Girl. <laughs> I did not know this was going to go there. Well, you know I'm candid. I know. Ooh, wee. Okay. Ooh. I don't even know what to ask next. Cause that's that's a lot to unpack to like digest. I'm not gonna say unpack, digest. Mm -hmm. But that's your opinion. I don't. I know I couldn't do it. That's why I don't. Mm -hmm. Well, we got a different mentality now. Yeah. Like as I get older, because I'm still out in the dating field, I'm gonna have to accept to a degree. I'm probably gonna be a step parent. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. It's not what I'm used to. And as a woman with no children. You know, now I got, I'm selfish. I am too. I'm super selfish. Now I got to sit here and I got to be understanding that you got to prioritize. Because if not, then that's like shoot my own self in the foot. I don't want a man who's not an active parent. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's like I got to, if we got a date planned coming up, they could be planned out a week in advance. Mm -hmm. Your child's mother could have a funeral that she got to rush out to if she can't afford to take the child. But I think that and you probably don't want me around your child. Mm -hmm. So now I not only am I not going on a date, I can't spend time with you. She probably gone to the funeral for a week, you know, mm -hmm. out of town for I don't know. It it it's a different dynamic. I have to understand that. I have to be more understanding than I would for a man who has no kids. Yeah. And patient. And it's unfair. That's a lot. That's all I can say. That's a lot. That's because I just I don't know. I'm not in that situation. I said I could never be in a situation like I'm not oblivious to things can happen, you know. But that's that's a lot because I feel like that's not me, your reality right now. No, it's not my reality. But I just feel like if we communicate and we talk about it, <laughs> Brandon just spoke. <laughs> he just got home. Uh, if we communicate and we talk about it, like you said, he may not want you around his child yet, and then you also have to talk to the. I feel like, because this is what I grew up with, when my dad married my stepmom, mm -hmm. we were around, like, my, I still call my stepmom, like, they're not even together anymore, mm -hmm. and I still call her my stepmom, but I know my mom said, all I want you to treat my kids right, and shoot, I don't even know how, how old I was when I met my stepmom, but I'm 29 now, and we still have a great relationship, mm -hmm. so I just feel like that comes in with, with the parents being mature. Well, I think about the step parents and thing different too. Mm. And I was actually talking to a good friend of mine like it's not about it. And um I don't feel like it's necessary for me to integrate myself like I've been child's other parent. Well, I don't feel like my stepmom made me feel like I don't I wouldn't say she's my mother, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't feel like my mama, that's my mama. 
But we have a great relationship. That's more of my mom said this the other day. She was like, I'm glad that you have your stepmother because I know sometimes you had stuff you probably was going on and you didn't feel comfortable coming to me talking mm -hmm. about it. You probably felt more comfortable talking to her. My stepmom to me was more of like, she was my stepmom. She was a authority figure. Mm -hmm. But it was more like your older sister. Like, she, I, she's way older than me, but your older sister type mm -hmm. of relationship, if that makes sense. Well, you know, for me, it's like a lot, what I'm finding, and it's not true for everybody. Mm -hmm. A lot of women find themselves being the, uh, the moderator between the dad and mm -hmm. the mom. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. um, not only am I not going to be in between you guys trying to co-parent, yeah. I'm also not trying to overstep your boundaries as the, your child's parent. So sometimes what you find is these women, they really don't want anything. They don't want their child's father having anything to do with another woman if it's not at their benefit. Yeah. They want a babysitter or somebody who increases the things financially. But the guidance and the, the, the discipline, they don't want that. Yeah. So, in my opinion, if I were to be a stepmom, I would tell him, whatever come up with your child, figure it out. It's not up to me to integrate myself unless we are married mm -hmm. and that child reaps the benefit of my household. It's not up to me to make sure or to ensure that what you need for your child gets done. It's not supposed to come from me financially. It's not supposed to come from me from time. Don't add me to the pickup list from school. I don't want to do those things because I'm not your child's parent. If you and her couldn't figure it out and make it work, and you didn't have another woman around, mm -hmm. you would still have to do it anywho. Oh, because I... Ooh. I've heard guys say that, like, I need a woman so that my child can be in my life. I've heard that before. And I'm, I'm like, like why, that? why do you need a woman so that you can take care of something that you created? I don't understand that. See, that goes back to me. For me, that goes back to you being raised in a single-parent household. Because you seen your mom do it? Doesn't mean, as and a man, you can do it. it's all the step of boundaries. You know, like... It's not my child. I didn't make that child, you know? And so now you're giving me a response. And it, it's it's messed up, right? Because what you'll find is a lot of women will say, well, he didn't buy his child no shoes. Is she over there buying this, this, and this? Is she over there going shopping? She done went out of town? And you thinking he, I'm doing that at the basis of his pocket. You thinking that your child had missed out on shoes, but I was able to go out of town on his dime. Or when you see me and him go on a date and you feel like it was necessary for him to have this one particular outfit and because he didn't give you money because he had to, you know, account for me, that's got something to do with me. I don't care about you and his issues or how y'all figure it out with y'all. And it's selfish. Cause it's I'm it's selfish like, and it sounds, sounds hard. fair, being a step-parent, actually like taking on that role, yes, it expands the community. But really, it's just one of those things where you, you're doing it because it seems like the right thing to do. A lot of people put emphasis on that step-parent role, but you're not obligated. You're not. And I don't, I love kids. Mm -hmm. I'm just not willing to take on that obligation until I'm your wife. And that's, see, that's, people will miss that part. Yeah, that I'm not doing that Because you're just talking about it being a girlfriend. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't care if we live in a house together. I'm not doing it until I'm your wife. Mm -hmm. If I happen to be up and your baby in the bed sleep and stuff like that, they need to be bed, they need to be bathed or, you know, fed, they're in the house with me. So I contribute that way. Okay. But 
If they got a soccer game or a basketball game, football game, I'm not going unless the dad is there. Yeah. Oh, you mean by, uh, by yourself? I'm not going by myself. Okay. It's not my child. And that makes sense. If dad can't make it, mom need to make it or dad need to figure it out. Because like you said, what if we is stopping there, you from? What is stopping you from? It, you need to do it. It's your child. That's not my responsibility. It would be different if I am your wife. Even if me and you have a child. Mm -hmm. I'm not your wife. My child is my obligation. Yes, we are an extended family. But that is your responsibility. And a lot of women end up taking on that additional responsibility. Oh, I was, it, I was that baby's mom. And then what happens is... When that child leaves or, you know, they break up, mm -hmm. that's a relationship strain because she didn't insert herself where she shouldn't have. Or he's allowed her to insert herself. Absolutely. So or the, the, the other, and that's another thing when they say, oh, I need to know who around my kid. Why? You don't worry about that when they go to school. So why do you care to know me? That makes sense though. It makes a lot of sense. You don't no. care about the new teacher. A new teacher can come in in the middle of the year. You know we had students, the mm -hmm. teachers get fired. You don't go up there. You don't be at the PTA conference trying to see what's going on with the new administrative superintendents. You don't know them. So, you don't so know you're not worried about the influence of your child. To me, you and your man, you and your baby daddy business. You and his, you and the child's father business. If he decided that I was good enough to be with him. He decided that I was good enough to be around him. He not over there at your house worried about who running up in you or worried about what your child seeing over there. So why you need to know me? We not finna kick it. We not finna skate. We not cool. We not none of that. Ma'am, I don't need to know you. What you trying to do? Go to the sh go shop? You want to go get our nails done together? You ain't trying to do that. You in my business. So no, you don't need to know me. If he feels it's necessary for me to be around his child in his house, or at my house. No, I don't owe you that. You need to take that up with him. Take that up with the person that you slept with. <laughs> I don't have nothing. Because all the thing I'm thinking about is making your child your priority. That's it. That's it. Like, that's back to what you were talking about, the living in the household together. It goes, all goes back to making the child the priority because it's not about you. It's you, not you, about you. me. It's about the child. That's it. And that's it on that, like, but it's a lot. I mean, it's easier said than done. I feel like. I mean, that's what come along with me and the step parent. Like, you got to have the right mentality about it. Mm -hmm. And that's my mental. So, I just don't believe in asserting myself where I don't belong. Like, why am I taking on an additional burden? No, for real. Like, I mean, I get it because it's a lot. It's a lot. Even when it came, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all for family. I'm a family-oriented mm -hmm. individual. My mentality is all centered around family. But, like, even when it came down to um, where I had a situation, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever the case may be, if I got a ticket, that's not his problem. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like, I did that. You know, I can see if you was like, okay, I'm short on this light bill. I ain't work as many hours. Or, you know, like, we 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 doing what we doing and we together or whatever, even if we in two separate households. 
or I went and got a ticket. So I need to pay this bill and a ticket. You come stay in my house. You come, you know, you reap the benefits of my lifestyle to a degree. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if I ask you, hey, do you mind helping me on my cable bill? I don't feel like that should be an issue. You done set up in my house, you done play the game, you done watch TV, you know, stuff like that. I don't feel like that should be an issue. But my actual ticket is not your problem. You wasn't with me when I made that ticket, but you done reap the benefit of that bill. I have a problem with that. I don't I don't believe it's somebody else's responsibility. But I don't think it's somebody else's responsibility to pay your bills. I don't feel like that if we date. Okay. I feel like that if we go together. Because I don't want to move in with a man until I'm married. Mm. So I do need to know, like, because I know I do it. But this was my previous situation. Mm -hmm. If something comes up, you can't make ends meet. This is where I show and prove myself as to why I'm beneficial to you in this relationship. Okay. Because if we can manage two households outside of each other, I know darn well we can do one. It's necessary for me. I need to see a man have his own house. I need to see a man have his own car. I need to see a man see, prioritize his own life. I know. And I have a different dating dynamic. Mm -hmm. So I need to see him prioritize his own life, juggle his responsibilities and things like that. Because that for me is going to set the precedent for how it would be if we were to get serious. If you in your own house, your own car and stuff like that, and you know that we together... As long as you're not asking me for money every month, like, oh, I'm short on this, because that's going to raise a red flag. Yeah. But if I see, like, oh, you prioritizing your life, you mm -hmm. going out, you know, you vacationing, and, you know, you had one or two months after the year where things just didn't look financially okay, mm -hmm. then, yeah, we can do something. We can make something happen, you know? But if it's like a constant thing, like every time we go out, you got a situation. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not doing it. But I don't believe in shacking. I don't believe in mm -hmm. living with a man, man prior to marriage. You will find in studies that um, most couples that do live together prior to marriage never make it to marriage. I did. <laughs> yeah. But, I did. Like for us, we most were, couples. Yeah. Not all. But most of them do. Because for us, we... You were younger, too. Yeah. We were 25. We, we were 25 when we got married. So, we were 24 when we moved in. But we only lived together from March. And we got married in September. That's why I say engagement to marriage. Yeah. Because marriage was already on the table. Mm -hmm. So, there's a different dynamic. Most yeah. couples are successful when they actually do go into it right when they're about to get married. But if they live together before marriage is ever discussed, they just move right into they won't make it to marriage. Oh yeah, we see that all the time. It's a lot of people I'm like, oh they not they're not married. Mm mm. They've been together all my life. Yeah. <laughs> you can't live with me. I can't live with you. Um if we happen to split, I don't need to have to worry about breaking the lease or worried about when the lease up. I don't need to have to worry about trying to separate a bill i gotta call and move this nope i can do that on my own mm -hmm. so that's my mentality i don't want a man in my house unless we are about to be married or we're getting we're married like we and then i bought my house with me in mind mm -hmm. my space is designated for me so when you call yourself trying to prioritize me and move in now you gotta upgrade me now you got to upgrade me. 
Because my bedroom only fit my bed. My closet only fit my stuff. I'm not oh, making yeah. room. Yeah. I'm not making room. Yeah, because I... When we moved in together, he did have a two-bedroom. I had a one-bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then he had a two-bedroom. And yeah, I... That, Second bedroom, I used a lot of my stuff on in there because mm -hmm. I had a lot of stuff. But y'all got married. Yeah. But well, we got married. See? But I also have a problem, and it's just me. I also have a problem with girls expecting their nails and hair and all that stuff to be done. That's like, stuff you don't need. Yeah, it's stuff you don't need. But I, I don't like that they think that a man should provide that. No. That's not a part of... And this is where I have an issue. I'm talking about dating. I'm talking about not even dating. Exactly. Yeah, dating. This is where I have an issue with the whole traditional woman think mindset because you'll hear a lot of women say oh yeah he need to pay the rent or he need to pay all the bills but they never it. talk about them trying to incorporate household supplies i know for me as a single woman i buy in bulk so mm -hmm. i'll go buy tissue in bulk mm -hmm. i'll go and buy toothpaste in bulk deodorant in bulk but as a woman i'm not letting no man buy my menstrual pads so I know he's not going to let you go and buy socks. I know he's not going to let you go and buy drawers. I know he's not going to let you go and so buy... So what things are you talking about this in? Moving in together. Mm -hmm. Paying all the bills. When you say buy these things, are you saying with your own money? Or are you saying just in general buy So them? the way that these girls are talking about this, like the 50-50 thing, they're saying he needs to pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. But with my money, I'm going to take it and contribute to the household in other ways. Mm -hmm. But we know realistically, as regular average day people, you're not buying tissue every pay period. No. You're not buying toothpaste every pay period. No. You're not buying bath soap every pay period. These are things that contribute to the household. You're mm -hmm. not buying laundry detergent every pay period. You are not. So there's all this other additional money mm. that's left over that she's saying she's using to contribute to household. They need to go in the savings or they that's never discussed. Nobody never discussed savings, stocks and bonds. They're not discussing stock uh they're Creating not discussing business. that. They're not discussing CDs, they're not discussing um 401k or paying some or they could be going to pay, well, they want him to pay all the bills and debt is bills, so see yeah, it don't make sense. It, don't it, make sense. it doesn't make sense. Nobody ever discusses the you he paying all the bills, but you had your car insurance before you got with him. You had your phone bill before you got with him. You went and made that bill. He don't owe you to be making your credit straight. And a lot of y'all need to make sure people credit straight straight before y'all uh get married. Cause uh in the other community, I don't know what's that radio station back at home. Um uh, 92.3? No, it's it's white uh, radio station. Um, yeah, I don't know that. Um, but he basically said, yes, my wife, we worked on her credit before we got married before so everything would be okay. Because he was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Not on my dime. But the lady, she was also white. She said, well, I ain't have all that. But a lot of y'all need to be working on y'all selves before y'all try to go jump in a relationship with somebody else trying to tell them what they need to do and what they need to be doing. Because yeah, it's too much. It is too much. Yeah, and, you know, overall, that's just how I think about it. Like, I have a forward progressive mindset, but I saw my parents work together. I saw where it was times where my mom was the primary breadwinner. I saw where it was times when my dad was the primary breadwinner. I seen how he reacted when she was sick, how she reacted when he was sick. I seen what it looked like when money was scarce on both ends. Mm -hmm. when Or... I grew up. 
and then neither side of my family like each other. So that was something that was totally different. Like, that's something a lot of people don't know. My mom's side and my dad's side do not get along. They've never gotten along. And I saw the strength in them to not be influenced by outside sources. Quick question. So both of your uh, parents' family live in the same city or not? Technically, no. Okay. Like, my majority of my mom's family live in our hometown. Mm. But my dad's family is a little bit more spaced out. Like, mom. Uncle and aunt stayed in the hometown. My aunt stayed with us temporarily, but she also like had her own spot. But my uncle still lives in the hometown. My other uncle lived across the bridge, okay. and um, and my other uncle lived in Portland. But um, two of my dad's siblings are deceased. Um, I have an uncle out here. Okay. Um, I have another aunt in Camden, and I have another aunt on my dad's side at home as well in our hometown. So where, where's your father from? He's from my hometown. Okay. okay. But his family's a little bit more out. spaced out okay. than hers. Um, that was different, right? Because now you got, you want to keep your family's best interest at heart. But mm -hmm. you got your husband and your wife, or your wife, however you put it. And then you got your uh, children. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing was their, their family dynamic. Yeah. So they couldn't be getting advice or be listening to. <laughs> Brother, sister, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't do that. That was, it was not productive. It was not conducive. We had family issues that came up where they tried to, you know, pull me apart to the other side. And my dad, as the leader, as the provider, you're not gonna do that. That no, this is my child. You know, that's. A, sorry to interrupt you, but that's another problem with our community. We don't let the man lead. They think provision is in finances and provision is more than money, dear. It is. It definitely is like, it is. That's like I say, it is. It's so much that we could go into because we come from his rib and he he's responsible for everything that goes in the house, not necessarily financially. You know, when they say a woman's supposed to be a man backbone, I don't believe it. Mm -mm. What you think? I'm not your backbone. I'm not carrying you. You can't. No, me. no. So and I that's, don't that's where the dynamics, and we keep going back to the single parent household. That's where things got messed up. At. I honestly, I'm this type of woman. Even mm -hmm. in the Bible, you know, if that's what you subscribe to or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, women are emotional, extremely emotional. Mm -hmm. So nine times out of ten, we're more irrational than men, even within our emotion. Um, I believe in allowing a man to be my foundational support mm -hmm. so when it comes to like having decisions made and stuff like that even if i'm thinking of emotion it's necessary for me to run it by him because i know he's thinking in a logical mindset what means the best for the situation overall a lot of women are conditional with their submit their submission mm -hmm. they'll say oh i'm not submitting to a man because if he can't do this he can't but you'll submit with your body Submission is literally cooperation. So if you submit with your body, but you can't submit with his leadership if you don't trust his judgment, if you don't trust what he say, if you don't listen to him when he tell you that girl ain't your friend. Oh, they see this though. Yeah, they see it. Oh, they see it. But 
We see it too. We see it with them, but they they see it. But that goes back to what I'm saying. We be so hell bent on keeping together these toxic relationships mm -hmm. of everybody else around us, but when it comes to utilizing that with a man, we find every other way to get pushback and be resistant to it instead of listening to them. And they don't understand how much that makes the relationship better. Oh, he lied. Okay, well, have you tried to talk to you about you? Have you tried to ridicule you? Do you know how hard it is to tell you you're wrong? Because <laughs> I ain't wrong. I ain't never wrong. See? We do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I just think about it in a different way. Um, but we don't. We don't take their leadership. And that's the one thing that I did gain from my mom in knowledge as time passing. She wouldn't let us give her information that would go against my dad. And if he would hear us saying something, I can't stand her daughter, he would stop it. And oh, don't a, speak ill about your mom. What's that's another that's another problem in like not even just single people. That's a problem in marriages. Like you I'm just gonna say something simple. Don't you can't go outside and play with your friends. And then yeah, the other person let them go outside. Yeah, it's like that's that's a problem. You're not supposed to over overthrow authority. Mm-hmm. But you also, when you were talking about uh, making decisions and stuff like that, like running something by, mm -hmm. I know in my relationship, we run stuff by each it's other. It's respect. A lot of people don't do that. They think, oh, I'm not getting permission from nobody. It's it's respect, right? Because mm -hmm. now I got to respect your boundaries. I got to ensure that, first and foremost, if I'm going somewhere, the crowd I'm, I'm around, you need to be okay with the crowd. You need to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you still the person that I lay with. So is it important for me to be respectful of the person that I lay with or to maintain all these outside friendships? And that's where it gets faulty because mm -hmm. people, they tend to allow outside entities to infiltrate their relationship. And that's where the breakdown come in when with my relationship, you know, as we talked about earlier, not only did you not know, like, you know, how serious the relationship was, you didn't even know it ended. Mm -mm. And... I, I don't play that. Ain't nobody gonna know what's going on between me and my man. My friends support me. I love it. Mm -hmm. They love this past one. They love to see like how supportive he was, how soft and feminine I was, how much more of a better person I was with him. But overall, the nicks and crannies, the ups and downs, they that wasn't their business. I go check with him about my problems. I'm coming right at, I'm not playing with you. We got an issue. We finna talk about it. But I also, too, did it in a way that I wasn't undermining his authority. Mm -hmm. I wasn't disrespectful to him. I didn't minimize his manhood. I didn't try to belittle him. It was always my tone. I would, because I'm fiery. Like, I, I go off. So, sometimes we would get into it, and I would head strong. Like, oh, no, you not going to play with me like that. And then I would sit back, and I would think about it, and I was like, okay, I got to go revisit this. I, I got to go, because it didn't work. The first time. Mm -hmm. Now I got to go and not only did it not work, it's still bothering me. So now I got to go back and I got to approach this differently. And what I did was um, one conversation we were having, I was telling him like, you made me feel like this, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, instead of me, you know, going in with saying, you made me feel like this. What I ended up doing was I went back and I was like, um, let me change it, you know, just the dynamic of it. And I told him, I was like, okay, well, I didn't mean to, 
you know, that's how I approached it. It was mm -hmm. like more so of, I didn't mean to overstep your boundaries. However, in the process of me telling him, you know, I didn't mean to overstep your boundaries. I also went back to make him acknowledge this is why I felt the way that I felt. So redirecting conversations, redirecting energy, mm -hmm. not being passive aggressive. That's a huge thing for me because a lot of times women think men don't have feelings and they got feelings too. Oh, we, cause I, I'm like, I hurt your feelings for you. <laughs> I do it. So I know I, exactly what you're saying. And you also in a relationship, you have to, just because I said, oh, I want to go to Miami on a vacation. You might say that is, oh, we're going to go kick it. We're going to go party. You need to reiterate what your intentions are. Yeah, because I may want to go to Miami and sit on the beach all day. That's so when you're when not you're, trying to spend no real money. Yeah, when you're um, having a conversation with somebody, it's good to repeat it back to them. When you're in a relationship, repeat it back to them and say, well, this is what I received. It, is that what? Yeah. Because, yeah, like. I, That's how you can avoid a lot of arguments that way. But you got to do it with somebody who is actively trying. Um, one of the hardest things that I had to do in that last relationship, I would ask him, are we okay? Randomly. I would just text him randomly. Good morning. How you doing? You know, you had a good night. Are we okay? Why would you ask him that? Because I needed to know. Everybody just go through the motions in relationships. Yeah. And just because everything seemed good, once again, we tend to think men don't have feelings. Um, and that's not necessarily the case all the time. So I would ask him, are we okay? Is there something else that I can do to help make your life easier? Mm -hmm. You know, or is there something that you would like me to fix? Because we tend to think we perfect. Oh, well, we not. We not. You know, and that's just not a men thing or a women thing. That's a people thing. Like, mm -hmm. we tend to think we perfect. So I would ask him, are we good? You know, what is there that you would like for me to work on to be a better partner? I ask. I ask those things. It's too. hard. It's hard to humble yourself like that. But when you got another person that's actively willing, willingly trying, it works. That's the key in a relationship. You need somebody who's going to try with you. Because if you're not trying and you're working against me, it's just going to pull us apart. Absolutely. You always have to check in. Also, for for me, I've been going to therapy. Oh, and we also I'm did. going back. We also did relationship therapy. It's I'm good. happy you guys did. And it was like, it for us, I was at the salon the other day and we were all having a discussion about we're married. We're all married. Mm -hmm. No, not everybody, but most people. And we were basically all saying, came to the conclusion, it's always something in your relationship, just one thing. It, don't, it, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's just like holding y'all back from being like, the greatest people y'all can be, the greatest, you know, couple y'all can greatest be. Greatest version of yourself. Because I swear when we went to that relationship therapy, and we got past that. It's like our communication went through the roof. It was like we should was sharing everything. But it's like one little thing just holding us back yeah. from doing that. Because yeah. you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Well, and, and not only do you not want to be vocal and not hurt their feelings, but you also don't want to have them be dismissive of yours. And, and that's the worst. Ooh, it's, it's like a fine line. You know, mm -hmm. I've had to tell him. Don't gaslight me. I'm telling you exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me this is not what you're doing. This is exactly what I'm receiving in your actions. Um, You have to be direct and firm in ways with somebody that you love. And a lot of people don't want to do that in relationships. They want sex to fix it. Or they just want to... Avoid it. Yeah. And oh. they think it's going to go away. And all those problems do is harbor 
That's all they do. They just nest and feed each other. Mm -hmm. And that one small issue compiles and it grows and it grows and expands. I don't want to be with somebody that I'm growing distant against that I feel like I can't trust and I'm no longer vulnerable with, that I'm not comfortable with. Like, when I get to being around you and I can't be my truest version of mm -hmm. myself with you, that's cheating to both of us. It is. Excuse me. It is like I I don't know I a lot of these relationship problems and a lot of discussions I see that you have on social media I just can't relate to I don't know if it's because I've been in a relationship or I just think it's unrealistic like it's not everybody's reality and your reality is not my relationship is not gonna look like your relationship your relationship is not gonna look like mine because we're two different people we want two different things but yet and still people still go out into the social medias and just ask because I don't understand this. <laughs> One more thing. The Kevin Samuels, the I I didn't know who he was until it like blew up, blew up. I think it's another Derek Jack. Derek Jackson Lord. See, I asked my friend, so me and my friend. I don't talking. like him. I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> We're trying to start a podcast and I was like, well, let's the topic I want the topic to be, why do these women go to these men on the internet and ask, you know, why am I not good enough? Why can I get in a relationship? I, I sent the names to her. She was like, who are these people? What are you talking about? See, in my friend group, we don't know stuff like that. Like, we're not out here seeking those things. We didn't see them until they blew up, like, shade room and all that stuff. And they still didn't see it. I don't understand for a woman, from a woman's side, why are y'all going to these men on the internet, quote, unquote, relationship? I don't even know what they are or what they claim to be. Asking, why am I not good enough to be in a relationship? How about you sit with yourself, figure out what's wrong with you, and then you attract somebody. You know why? Why? Because women have a I'm different mentality. Every woman thinks her situation is so unique. It's not. She's so different. It's not going to be the same for her. And, you know, even when you find yourself stuck, it'll, first and foremost, the moment confusion enters a relationship, it's rocky. Mm -hmm. So the very moment that you are uncertain about where your status of your relationship is, you need to sit down with your partner. Yeah. Bottom line. And a lot of times these people be operating in comfort and confusion. You should never be uncertain about your feelings towards your partner. Mm -hmm. Now, moving forward from that, Steve Harvey was the person to actually create this dynamic where women were flocking to a man for oh, advice on men and a man. And he capitalized off of it. That was Steve Harvey's rebrand. Okay. And when he did that, actually Kevin Samuels started giving relationship and dating advice to men before he started talking to women. Okay. Women just so happened to get attracted to fake flattery. I, I feel like women that. do, especially with Derrick Jackson, because it was his look that sold what he was saying. It wasn't what he was saying. Mm -hmm. He says a lot of nothing. And he doesn't practice what he preached. And he, you know, he he's, he's just another internet guru, false prophet. Because I was wondering, because my next question was going to be, who gives these people the, I guess, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, the right to tell these people, like, because I just know I know Derek Jackson for when well, people wife. say the same thing about me. Yeah. Anybody can get on the internet and say what they want to say. Okay. But if it starts to make sense to a large crowd, like everybody got their mm -hmm. own demographic that, that supports them. 
you know. Um, and so when you get to tailoring and tweaking your audience, mm-hmm. you're gonna gravitate a certain type of people. Okay. And you have to learn. Well, for me, I don't have no specific demographic. I get a lot of women. I get a lot of men. Um, I get a lot of pushback on my content, but I try to be unbiased. Okay. And I try to be realistic. Okay. Uh, everybody don't see it that way. That's okay. I like to tussle. So we- <laughs> oh, yes, but, you do. <laughs> uh, overall, you know, for Derrick Jackson, all he did was pride himself on being not like the bad guy. Hmm. And he had the look. Like, he's a handsome man. You know, tall, over six foot chocolate pretty smile i just seen well, it after the stuff and i'm just like i don't see when when your um your 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 self-image is ruined the physical thing i don't even care about oh yeah that, anymore yeah, it's I, just don't, like, I don't either but i'm, I'm never not yeah. gonna acknowledge the fact that he is a handsome man yeah. now his image tailored his audience which were women and then it was the fact mm. of how he tried to pay himself to be now with kevin samuels um, to a degree, it is propaganda. It is, you know, entertainment. But to a degree, also, too, like, he coming from a different standpoint of the daily things that we're seeing on the internet. And listening to, like, nothing wrong. Some of the things, I agree with the 85% of what Kevin and then, said. Now, let me say this. I don't, li- I have never listened to these people's podcasts of videos. So, I'm just getting for what I see from blogs and stuff. I have. I have done my research. I read the book, Think Like a Man. I watched the movie, Think Like a Man. I know Steve Harvey has three divorces. I know at one point in time, he actually was a deadbeat dad. He was actually homeless at one point in time. He, he actually now, you know, his last wife, Marjorie, some of her kids are not his. They legally took his name. Mm-hmm. So, Steve Boy. Harvey, I know about him. Derry Jackson, I knew from start to finish when he first started blowing up. I've been following him for about since 2011 on IG. Okay. I knew, you know, like, um, he was, he never said that he was married. At one point in time, he painted the picture like he was with a white woman. And he had a baby, like a little boy or something. At Mm -hmm. one point in time, that's what it said to have like him be with. But um, his, I used to follow him. I used to hang on to his every word, but I was younger then too. And the stuff he would say made sense Mm -hmm. to a degree. But once again, he's looking at a certain type of woman, attention. Same thing with Kevin Samuels. I have listened to Kevin Samuels. I have listened to him talk to me and I have listened to him talk to women. I don't agree with everything he says, but I can say, based off of what people tell him, he makes a great point. Okay. His delivery, I don't care about it because I'm blunt myself, um, but I do have to take him in doses because I can't have a big ego just constantly feeding me the same narrative. And everything he says is not applicable to everybody's lifestyle. Yeah. So that's where I stand with that, you know, like. I think it's going to be necessary for women to get more comfortable with going to speak with their partners about what they need and how they need to tailor themselves to fit a relationship and benefit from it than to reaching out to outside sources. So from what I, my understanding from these guys was, it was actually, well, a, a little clip that I did here, which I say I don't watch them. Fresh and fit as clowns. I would come to them real quick. Um, it was like they were they couldn't find somebody like they were going to these people be like hey i make this amount of money and i'm this type of person but i can't find a man that's your personality baby that's what i was thinking these women don't know how to profile themselves Mm -hmm. they are profiling themselves incorrectly 
it's like instead of them coming as a, a person they're coming like they're a resume they're applying for a job and you apply for a job and you're going up telling these men how much you're worth like and they're like dismissing that because it's other women that are out here that are coming for a list of value but mm -hmm. they have more to contribute mm -hmm. how do you profile yourself when you go and date someone, what are you telling them? Are you telling them, oh, yeah, I got a degree in such and such accounting. I got another degree in it's a master's. I like to travel. Or, I like to kick it. You know, like, exactly. <laughs> so, or, yes, I have I have children. I'm a divorcee. You know, how are you profiling yourself? Are mm -hmm. you profiling yourself to a point where you are somebody who is interesting? And that's not what I'm saying. A lot of these women are profiling themselves as a job. Yeah, they do. They... A lot of people, well, men and women do that. And, and it's like, kind of crazy because it, it's literally transitioned over from dating sites. A lot of how these women speak in pretenses about how they are and what they're looking for is from the dating site surveys. That's what you sound like. You sound like you went and filled out a dating profile and that's what you're telling mm -hmm. the person. Who are you? Not your hobbies. Nobody cares. Who are you? You know, let your personality speak for itself. Mm -hmm. Being pretty with a BBL ain't gonna cut it. Nothing to say. Well, I'm being honest. Because <laughs> the things that you're bringing up, I'll discuss, you know, behind the scenes, but it's like, yeah, that's what people, that's what they think. That's all it takes is being pretty with a BBL. No. And a hot um, Instagram. And it's like, because even them, they, you're boring. If you can't keep nobody attention, what they gonna do? It's only so much sex we can have. Yeah. And then a lot of y'all pillow princesses, they be telling me. I get so many men DMing me talking about some thank you. You be saying all the stuff that we can't say. You just use a new term. I don't know if I want to dive into that or that. Don't mind. worry about it. We ain't gonna get into it. They know. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Since uh, you said a little bit the fit and what's their name? Fresh and fit, trash and trash. Okay, once and Dahmer, Phineas and Fur, fake and faker. She said twiddle dog, twiddle dog. So I don't, once again, this is another podcast. I do not watch, seen it on Shade Room, got a full clip of what happened. But for you guys that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the fit and fab, fab? what's that name? Fresh and fit. Fish and whatever. Stupid and stupider. Uh, Brittany Renner was on there and she gathered them and yeah, she did it. She did it well, in my opinion. And what irritated me about the, the thing, the video or whatever, was like he kept, she looked at the camera, but as she was talking, he kept looking at the camera like, I was like, he's going to say she dumb, she mad, she's angry or something. And she, what did he use? Triggered. And I don't think she was triggered. I just think she was telling you what you needed to hear. But that's just my opinion. First and foremost, I don't even care for Brittany Riller. I don't even know who, I don't know how, once again, blah, well, blah, honest, blah. All she is is a, she's Amber Rose with critical thinking skills. Because, mm. I mean, she's in the industry. She's PJ Washington, who was a basketball player. She's his baby. Yeah, mom. I know that. I heard that from. She's from Jackson, Mississippi. She's from the area. She went to JSU. Oh, so that's why she was. Mm -hmm. Okay. She went to JSU. So, you know, shout out to Jackson State. They are our cousins from UAPB. Um, but um, I respect how she approached them. 
even a broken clock is twice. It was right twice a day. But, you know, honestly, once again, like, she just got critical thinking skills and she's sassy. Um, as far as fresh and fit, I feel as if they have learned what it takes in order to get on. Same thing with Kevin Samuels. Uh, Kevin Samuels didn't go looking for nobody's attention. He just kept doing his own thing and he expanded because us as black women gave him the attention when we realized, well, as a group dynamic, I don't care. I mean, I like Kevin Samuels to a degree. So as a group dynamic, when they figured out, oh, he only targets the black women. He says certain things to black women. A lot of ways that Kevin Samuels was approached, it was on some, he need to be checked. And instead of listening to the message, they were more so concerned with how the message was delivered. But because we are from the country and stuff like that, like I respect my elders. A lot of the women that were calling into him were just flying off at the mouth and he was old enough to be their dad. So, I mean, naturally I was like, you know, that's not cool. You know, like that man didn't, you know, I've seen him. I So I don't care how you feel about Skip Saints. I've seen him have a certain decorum and um you know i've seen where women will go in and just be ruthless and then because of their womanhood mm -hmm. they weren't anticipating somebody to snap back at them now in the case of fresh and fit i honestly think they just did the microwave thing and because they know that black women can't help but to be reactionary they decided to try to take and tailor that mm -hmm. and they wanted to push their podcast to get a certain type of demographic also too they have a lot of a certain type of woman that they talk to as well you know like they like women that they can undermine they like women that they can demean they like women that they feel like that they are more than they like stupid women and they are stupid men you know um i don't so does the other one talk you see it I mean, I just seen he, the eight. He, he that's why it's so it's so sick. I only seen the eight minute clip, so I'm I'm just he, being. He kind of like piggybacks off of the other. He piggybacks off of the main guy, you know, like okay. he just kind of let him me. run the show. You know, he let him speak to things, and he he co-signed him. You know, he just mm -hmm. makes him up, which makes him even more so of a weaker link to me because now you ain't even got a voice. Mm -hmm. And then um, they are not, you know, actually Black American. Neither one of them. Cause I I was thinking the other guy that one the main one that was talking he wasn't but nah to be fair I actually put it on my TikTok and it's on my Instagram you can go see it um a guy named Tommy some I don't know his last name I ain't even gonna give him that type of energy um because his platform is so nasty um he was on Twitter and he actually actually wished mass genocide on black women and um. I blocked him. I had his uh, page completely taken down off Twitter. Mm -hmm. I, you know, know people. So um, his space was shut down that he was having. He was trying to record a space for YouTube and content and push it. I want more black women to stop trying to be accepted by people mm -hmm. and in places that are not celebrating them. Because why? These are the people that we are giving money. And um, all it takes is a stream. Especially when you get something that 
is very distasteful mm -hmm. to a certain demographic. Now you got them circulating on Twitter. Now you got them circulating on TikTok. People are giving opinions about their content. I don't do it. Yeah. Because you're not going to get that life out of me. I don't feed unhealed energy from nothing and no one. So I want more black women to take the initiative to get in front of our narrative. If you need to speak about me in a distasteful way to brand yourself, you're not going to get no energy off of me. Because now you need me. Yeah. You know, and when we give them to that, that when we give that to them, we give them a power they shouldn't have. Instead of celebrating men that actually do respect us and celebrate men that look like us. But men, I think the men that are controversy and the people that actually celebrate us don't have time for the the social media. Absolutely not. I follow a lot of positive men. Mm -hmm. They don't that's have time not, for that no, foolery. No, that's not true. Because okay. you, you tailor what you see. You mm -hmm. tailor your algorithm. Shout out to Wasted Podcast. Go follow him on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Go listen to him. You know, he talks about sports and stuff like that. Got some great topics. Mm -hmm. um, I um, Shout out to um on his YouTube. And I've been on his page. Okay. He, go where blackness is celebrated. Go where black women are appreciated. You don't have to find yourself in this aha moment of oh my gosh they don't like black women i told you they don't like black women they hate us i don't want to keep hearing that and i'm not going to keep letting the social media algorithms make me feel like men that look like me don't like me see and i, I have a different look on it because my social media doesn't look like that like only time i see things like that is if it's like i like these people i brought up if, if it blows up. But most of the time, I don't see the negativity. I hear about it. I'm like, for real? But once again, you are the example. Mm -hmm. Tailor your algorithm for what you want to see. If all you wanted to see every day was hair, you could do it. If yeah. all you wanted to see every day was makeup artists or nails or food, you can do it. Because they have content for that specifically. So if you're following people who follow these people, mm -hmm. mute their page, block them. Instagram them. got a great, I love the way that Instagram allows you mm -hmm. to not only block the person, they allows you to block every other page that they follow. And what's happening is you're finding more black women trying to have this victimhood mentality to a degree of, of this Oh my gosh, they don't like me. You know, I'm sad because they don't like me. And you put an emphasis into the wrong type of men because I personally have been on podcasts. Shout out to Terry. Um, I forgot his husband's or something. It, you know, it, it's on my page. You can go find it. I promote it. Um, he had me on his podcast. And these are spaces where they're talking in positives about women. Not only are they talking in positives, they're talking about other things aside from just women. Yeah. So once again, if you find yourself looking at something that only allows you to be demonized and it allows you to be humiliated and allows you to be embarrassed for them to get their content off, maybe you should stop giving that attention because you control what you see. Mm. And people don't believe that. They really don't believe You that. can keep scrolling. You don't have to comment. And I kid you not, Instagram algorithm is set up. They tell you how to get, you know, pushed on Instagram. Comment on four posts every day. Like seven. I think that's what it is. Post one time every single day. Mm -hmm. And you will get jumped into the algorithm. Mm -hmm. They tell you how to do it. So if you're seeing that, and this is what everybody's paying attention to. For, for instance, I do not, when I see viral videos of uh, violence. Oh, I, I, I don't I, watch it. 
I don't engage in it. When I like um when they had Nipsey Hussle's, Hussle's body being shot, I didn't watch that. When they had uh the situation with um X X Extensi Home, him in the car, I didn't watch that. Um, it was just recently here the uh video of the guy who was on the motorcycle with a high speed chase in LA. I did see that. But I only saw that due to someone quoted it on Twitter and they were talking about the newscaster laughing. You couldn't get to the newscaster laughing Without until watching. you see his body like go up in the air and splatter on the concrete. That stuff, I don't want to see that. I'm not pushing that into my mentality. I'm not feeding negative energy. It doesn't make sense to me. Especially when I know that's not the reality. Mm -hmm. Everybody around me are black men. And everybody around me are, you know, black men who appreciate me and my likeness. Yeah. They don't go to war for me. I don't, so I don't subscribe to pushing this narrative that we are just so unloved and we're so undervalued and we so underappreciated. That's media pandering. It is, because I don't, I don't understand that. Every time we I don't hear that, I cringe. It, I cringe, though. But I don't watch a lot of white media. It's not white media. You don't have to. They're telling black people to do it for you. They're telling black women, hey, black men don't like you. They're telling black women, hey, um, black men don't protect you. And black women are regurgitating this and they're putting it on social media. But we don't control none of these platforms. So that's all you're going to see. And I don't want to see that. So I may not control the platform, but I control my timeline. I control mm -hmm. my algorithm. I don't care what you make popular. I don't care what go viral. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I'm going to block it. I'm going to mute it. And you can't convince me in my everyday life about the meaning behind me. Mm -hmm. You can't. You can't. I, I grew up in blackness. Every man on my daddy's side of the family, except for four, are married. My brothers, one of my uncles, and another one of my cousins. All of them married. So what would make it to black women? No, I not mixed. What would make me think black men don't marry black women? That's not my reality. I'm not going to let social media tell me my reality when I know it's women who are getting BBLs, but in real life, I'm seeing them out here in Dallas. They ask, it's not even. I'm seeing women that face, they don't look like what it looked like on social media. Photoshop is real. I got a friend oh, yeah. so cold with Photoshop. She looked two sizes smaller than what she is in real life. I'm not letting social media tell me what my life is. <laughs> We have, I have a friend like that. I'm a real person. I'm a real person. I live in real reality. But that's the thing. People are so engulfed in social media that they don't even know what reality is anymore. Like those violent things that you were, violent things you were talking about. This, we're so desensitized to things like that nowadays that they don't even. You see, oh, this what happened. They share. It's like, why would you share that? That's somebody's. Love. I work in a correctional facility. Nobody wants to wake up and see violence every day. No. That ain't normal. And then for all the black women who be saying, oh, we need protection. We need protection. I have to question you. What are you doing in your everyday life to the point where you need somebody to protect you? Nobody, no random average person encounters violence every single day. No. Nobody. Nobody. Even in the correctional facility, we didn't have violence every single day. Mm -hmm. That's abnormal, you know. So I, I, like I said, I have to be very conscious of my narrative. I tell my story. 
you're not going to tell it for me. And when you get caught up in the matrix of looking at things that are unrealistic, mm -hmm. you got to be more inclined to your realities. Because, yeah, it looked good to be on vacation. I, too, took a vacation and blew a bag. And I done in the sections and stuff is cool. I got stripper friends. I got promoter friends and stuff like that. I, too, go to a club to skip live. But I still got regular bills that come in. I'm not putting on auto pay. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I do. Well, you got two, two income households, so she a little bit too more responsible than me. I'm not putting no bills on auto pay. You go get it on the last day before you cut it off. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I pay my bills as I come in, especially my credit cards. I pay them soon as you know, but I pay my bills as they come in. But that's my money. You gonna get it when I get ready. You're not gonna get it when you ask asking for it. <laughs> that be me you know so it's like i see the reality of stuff mm -hmm. like people be talking about the idea of social media and you got to realize like you still cool. gotta yeah you still gotta live your everyday life it's entertainment and everything is not a one size fit all what works for you is not gonna work for me and i know what my reality is and i think the thing why you may get into it with a lot of people is because they want what you they they want you to feel like they feel, and you don't. And they they don't realize that we're all individuals. We have our own. Yeah, mind. you don't tell my story. Yeah, I tell my story. What works for me ain't gonna work for you. But one thing about me, even though that may not be true, I'm always a student. Mm -hmm. I'm always willing to learn from other people. I get a high off of intaking Ooh, information. Girl, what? So because I'm like that. Mm -hmm. That makes me more adaptable. That makes me more acceptable. That makes me more understanding. To a degree, more patient. I can't stand stupidity. But, you know, I do try to be very um, attentive to other people. Because mm -hmm. you may teach me something. Mm -hmm. You know, me and you were having a conversation off camera. And um, we were talking about the housing dynamic and stuff like that. And so you just reassured what I already do. Mm -hmm. As a single person, it's not necessary for me in the DFW area to go and buy a house in this market. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that are necessary. Also, too, around me, majority of the women around me are either in long-term steady relationships. I didn't say healthy because I don't know their business. Or they're married. Mm -hmm. And that's where I gain a lot of my knowledge from because it's not just about women empowerment. It's about creating long-term family units. It is. It really is. And I don't know. <laughs> you gave me more than what I was expecting. Yeah. Yes. We've been on here for two hours. We can wrap it up. Good conversations tend to happen like that though. They do. I really appreciate you. I, thank you for the opportunity. Okay. Well, y'all, this is our time. Thank y'all for watching. Once again, this is Paradise Paris. Make sure y'all follow her on her platforms, which she mentioned at the uh, beginning. And have a nice one. Bye, y'all. Bye.